1: Listen in to discover how God is working in their church plan. You know, when I have a
2: large project at home, sometimes it makes sense to do it by myself. At other times, I actually save money in the long term and have a much better solution if I use an expert. It's really not that much different with church planning. Church planners who focus on building their core team and actually planting the church and partner with portability experts like Portable Church Industries, hit the ground running. Yes, you may have to raise more funds up front, but let me tell you something. If I could go back in a time machine and do one thing different in all the churches that I planted, I would go back and have invested that money in Portable Church and all of the super cool kit that they give you to make the volunteers and their lives Much, much easier. Trust me, your volunteers will feel invested in, and they're going to give you more of what they got. And that time where people are setting up is going to be a time where it sets the atmosphere for you to thrive. If you're thinking about launching in the next six to 36 months, we encourage you to check them out at
1: portablechurch.com. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And uh, we have got a a special kind of crossover episode here, which is, uh, well, we haven't done one of these in a while, so I'm kind of excited by it. Uh, Peyton, why don't you introduce our guest that we've got?
2: Yeah, so we have um, Jeff Presley from Cosley.com. Jeff, welcome to the show, and are you related to the king?
0: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, and I knew that would be the first question. I get it all the time. As a matter of fact, when I uh, married my wife, she went from being Cunningham to Presley. And I said, Believe it or not, you're going to get this question the rest of your life. She doubted me until like the first week. She was like, You know what? You're right. So, long story, but yes, we are related, but not yes. close enough. Yes. Not, not close enough to get any sort of inheritance. Listen, I couldn't even get into Graceland for free. Show the driver's oh, license. No way show the driver's license they don't care they've seen plenty of presley so 5% off at the gift store <laughs> <laughs> not even that they don't care they don't Damn. care but yes um so w- because my my dad and his brothers and sisters got it so much my my aunt finally decided we're going to figure this out because we can't answer it so she dug through marriage licenses and birth certificates and all that and sure enough there's a common father it goes back to andrew jackson presley believe it or not
2: way so, Dude, pretty cool. you know what? That's just cool, though. You, you got bragging rights. That is worth more than anything
1: else. I mean, I'd even I am I'd so using rather- that as a promo for the podcast. We've got hey, a relative.
0: Listen, I'm the- going to make it even sweeter. So here's what you say. And I'm also related by marriage to Nicolas Cage and Michael Jackson. What? Right? <laughs> at least at some point I was. By Holy marriage, cow.
2: man, so I, we cool. need to do this, Pete. This is like when you go to the like medium and they tell you related to other people in your past life. Oh my I was at Thermopylae. I was a Spartan.
1: <laughs> okay, now um, he's really worried about the what our show is all about. Thanks for he, doing he that is, one. <laughs> he is. Cosley.com
2: is one of our sponsors. So uh, we, we better get into this. Therefore, we better
1: be. We never behave. Yeah should we behave we we should so jeff here's the uh, the first question for you one of the things sure. we always like to ask people when they first come mm-hmm. on the show is tell us your story of how you came to faith and how you got mm-hmm. running this uh, this company that you're running and and we'll get into what you guys do in in just a minute sure
0: okay yeah so Gosh, I've been going to church all my life. Um, I grew up in the church. Very fortunate. I consider myself very fortunate. Um, mom and dad took me to church. It was one of those stories where, you know, we were. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and any other time, something was going on at the church. So honestly, it's, it's basically all I've ever known was, was church life. I was baptized at the age of seven and my brother and I were baptized on the same day. He's four years older than I am. So really just grew up in the church. All of my, even my extended family for the most part, my uncles, my aunts, my grandparents were all Christians. And so uh, while I say it was natural to become a Christian, uh, it was something that I remember wanting to do. It was mm-hmm. definitely was a decision. There was no pressure there. My parents were great about that. So um, since an early age, I've been um, a Christian. I've been around the church. I've been in the church. I even um, spent 10 years working in a local church here in Lexington, Kentucky. I was at Southland Christian Church for 10 years. Um Prior to that, this is going to lead to how I got to Co- Cosley, so I'll go quickly here. Loved the church, volunteered in the church, but never thought about church as a vocation. Um so I went to undergrad, got a business degree, was doing some marketing work, and volunteered at my church. And I kept volunteering. They would give me more responsibility, and finally I remember the day they said, Jeff, you're gonna do this until we have to pay you to do it. I laughed it off, and then that's exactly what happened. Um, I went to seminary for two quick years, got a leadership degree. They created a position and hired me. I was there 10 years through that time. I, I like, I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was great. But towards the end of that 10 years, I just felt, uh, you know, a desire to go back into they call the marketplace. I've heard Bill Hybels kind of coined mm-hmm. that phrase a long time ago. And so my heart was just starting to open back up to the marketplace and. Here at Cosley, I had an acquaintance who was working here, and he called me and he said, Jeff, we work with churches all the time. You have a background in marketing and things of that nature. Would you ever consider coming to work for us? And I was like, funny thing, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. So that's how I ended up here. I was in, you know, marketing and business. 10 years in the local church. And then now I'm at Cosley. So um, I don't necessarily run the place by any stretch of the imagination, but that's how I ended up here. That's the long and short of it.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
2: Jeff, I I, I really, you know, if Nacho hadn't kind of set me straight there, Mm -hmm. I was going to have you sing a couple bars just to really test
0: out that that no, I
2: connection. Yeah. 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 You do not want that. <laughs> but instead I'm going to ask you. So, so Cosley, um, mm-hmm. you guys have been a sponsor of the church planning podcast. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to believe that that you're something church planners are going to want. Tell me a little bit about Cosley. What do you guys do?
0: Yeah. So what, what we're trying to do is, cr- um, create or provide a resource or a tool that makes it super simple for the people of your church to invite a friend to church. So there's really a statistic that kind of stuck in our head some time ago. And that is, I think we got this from Lifeway. They had a, um, some research and a survey. It said only 2% of churchgoers say that they invite a friend to church. 2%. But the other statistic is 96% of people who don't have a church home. So they go to church or would consider going to church. If someone would ask them, and we said, wow, you've got 2% on one side, 96% on the other. What can we do to bring those two things together? So we have created a, a resource, a tool that allows, makes it easy for the people of your church to invite a friend. So what we do, if you guys want me to keep, I'll just jump and keep going. Yeah, yeah go here. for that. Because
2: so in one sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. Like, I just asked my friend. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I just asked him. So, so what does Cosley do that, that helps you to, to actually like what, what happens?
0: Yeah. So, and and that's one of the things I I think you guys would understand, and many people do, that people are just hesitant to ask a friend, especially Mm -hmm. um, for this day and age. I I think they're hesitant that maybe someone will say no, someone will think they're weird, somebody, you know, like I say, will turn them down and won't want to go. And so there's just this hesitancy to do that.
2: So, or or even even that asking someone to go to church is going to be invasive. I think that's, yeah, people nowadays, they have this sense of like, you know, uh, uh, it's intruding on someone, you know, it's mm-hmm. bringing up religion and politics, mm-hmm. which you're not supposed to do. Everybody. That's right. So it's almost like we be, ironically, America, one of the rudest cultures on the planet. And mm-hmm. when it comes to religion, suddenly we're very polite.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Know? Yeah, or what will that, if that person does go to church with me, what, what will they think when I'm there, when, when they, when they come? Maybe they won't like it. Maybe they'll never want to come back. But for some reason, and I'm sure there's a whole list of reasons, people are just uncomfortable. So you've got a 2% sitting there, but then you've got a 96% that says, if someone would ask me, I would go. So what we do is we partner with World class, world class organizations like Compassion International, for example. So we set up a mission project every month with someone like Compassion, and we may provide meals one month, clean water, a day of care, um, audio Bibles, something along those lines. And anytime an attendee of your church checks in on the church Facebook page, tags the church location on Instagram or leaves a Facebook review, that triggers a donation to that month's mission project, again, be it meals, water, clothing, audio Bibles, etc. So the church partners with us. There's a monthly fee to be a part of it, and that's what actually pays for the donation. So the person attending church doesn't cost them anything. But what happens, and this is sort of where the invitation comes in, if I were to check in at my church on Facebook... On average, 200 people that know me, 200 of my Facebook friends, will see that I was at church that morning. And if you tag them, if you say, hey, love to the service this morning, wish you were here, any of those type of things, of course, they're going to get a notification and see it. But so are, on average, 200 other people. So we're making it easy for the people of your church to say, hey, I'm at church this morning or this evening, or we're having a Labor Day cookout or whatever it is, and hundreds of people are going to see that. The same thing on Instagram. You know, if you tag a location, all your followers Mm -hmm. see it. And then if you leave a Facebook review, of course, people see that as well. So while it's not necessarily a face-to-face invitation, people now consider social media word of mouth. So we've taken that and try to capitalize and say, let's use this word of mouth that will blasted out to hundreds of people where you're more willing to say, I'm at Southland this morning, or I'm at Southland this evening and here's what we're up to. So real quick, we're, if you want to look at it this way, incentivizing or motivating your members, they will do one of those three actions because they want to help give back. You know, it's Matthew, you know, do, under. you know, it's helping okay. the, the person in need. They want, they want to give back to someone in need. Okay. So,
2: so let, me, let me, let me, let me, let me see if I got this. So sure, Sunday yeah. morning, mm-hmm. I go into church, and the pastor, tell me if this is how it works. Mm-hmm. The pastor says, hey, welcome this morning. Hey, everybody, get your phone. Mm-hmm. Check in this morning, because when you do, um, this much is going to be, you know, for each person mm-hmm. that checks in, this much money mm-hmm. goes towards compassion project this month.
0: Absolutely. And and one of the things, especially in the church world, we always tell the church, hey, make sure you lead with vision. And so, good morning. Welcome to Southland. You know, glad you guys are here. Hey, really quick, everybody grab your smartphone. Yes, you're in church, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to give you permission. Grab your smartphone. You know, here at Southland, we're all about giving back, helping people in need. That's what we want to do, that's who we are. This morning, or this month, you could say, we're helping provide meals for kids with Compassion International. And if you want to get involved, all you have to do is check in on Facebook. That's going to trigger a donation Whoa. of a meal to a child in need. Okay.
2: So that is cool, man. That mm-hmm. is really cool. You've been, you've been an advertiser with us, and sure. that is not something that, that is obvious right away. Okay. Um, that is super cool. So mm-hmm. church planners right away, one of the biggest things that church planners, they want to do. And, mm-hmm. and this is hard. Let, let's get mm-hmm. in the mind of the church planner for a second. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. hard for them because they're thinking, I'm on local mission. Mm-hmm. I want to plant my church with a hardwired DNA of global mission. Yes. Or even beyond this church, maybe even community mission, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's so hard when you got, like, the guy, he's in there, he's pouring everything he's got into launching this thing or what have you. But all of a sudden now, you have helped him start off from day one, hit the ground running, already thinking globally or mm-hmm. already thinking bigger than my church, getting his community. That's actually, like you said, about vision. That's mm-hmm. hardwiring the DNA into yeah. it's not just about us.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things we see with a lot of church planners is you you don't have the missions committee together. You may not even have a missionary that you sponsor, but you want to jump in right away. How can we help? What can we do? So we're trying to make it very simple to say, hey, we'll set up the mission project. We even give you the marketing materials. You'll get social media posts, emails, newsletters, printouts, slides for your screen every week, a countdown timer, announcement videos. We provide all that. You don't even have to have a design team. We create it all. You put a slide up and say, hey, see right here, we're helping provide meals for kids this month with compassion. Just check in on Facebook, tag us on Instagram, leave a Facebook review. We'll cover the cost of it. The church is saying that we'll cover the cost. And in the meantime, you'll be telling a couple hundred friends what we're up to here at church. Right. So you're broadcasting that out as outreach in a way.
2: So it's kind of it's like a social media generator as well as what you're kind of saying.
0: Absolutely. We're trying to create a turnkey social media campaign. So, yeah, we want the viral nature of social media to work for your church and let your church members be the ones driving it. You're not having to pay for Facebook ads. You're saying, you know, however many people are here who check in, let them push the social media viral nature out there about your church.
1: So what exactly is this? Is this an app? Is this, I mean, uh, help me understand the connection mm-hmm. between someone goes up there on stage mm-hmm. during the announcements, mm-hmm. tells everyone to pull out their phone and do this. Cause obviously sure. you could just have them go directly to Facebook, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. there's no tracking. So what's exactly. the interface?
0: So um, I- I'll say first for the end user, for the person sitting in your, in your church, all they need to do is use their smartphone or if they had an iPad, they could, as long as they check in, that's all they have to do for the church. We do have an app, but they don't even have to download it. When they join us, they give us permission to track their Facebook and Instagram account. And we, that's how we know how many check-ins, how many tags, how many Facebook reviews. And we put that on a dashboard. They look exactly at what we're looking at, but for the church member, all they're doing is opening up the Facebook app, hits check in, types in the church, or you know the church pops up, and they're ready to go. So for the user, it's just like everything else; they just check in. That's it. That's all that's needed.
1: What are all the different social media platforms that you guys are integrating with?
0: So right now, it's Facebook and Instagram because those are two, two biggest. the top two still blowing it out of the water, and we get the best analytics from it, so we can actually show churches who's tagged you on Instagram, what the post says, and if it was their first time. And right from the dashboard, they click and go to the person's profile. We can show them likes, um, check-ins, impressions, impressions from check-ins, Facebook reviews. So we've narrowed it down to those three things because we get the best data and analytics and you get the best reach. So that's why we're going after those three things. How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, a couple of years now. Yeah, we're probably working with over 700 churches. We've been doing it for a couple of years and it's just it kind of taken off. So we're we're still loving it. I mean, my my heart's been in the local church. My partner, Drew, his father was a minister at Willow Creek, his brother's a worship leader, his sister's a church planner. So for us, it's, it's just a great way to bridge the two together.
2: Tell, tell me, Jeff, um, can I call you Mr. Presley?
0: <laughs> you can if you want.
2: <laughs> Tell me, has has you know? What are some of the stories of people that have used it? Like, what are some of the testimonies that you've heard?
0: Yeah. So one of my favorite, and this is this is one from a while ago, but it really sticks out. So the, it, it was a church plant. We work with churches of all sizes, but really church planters is a is a heart of ours. This guy. he was in North Carolina. Moved in, and it wasn't the lead church planner or someone on his team. They had reached out to their neighbors, their next door neighbors. Um, they would have a barbecue, a cookout, the kids playing in the backyard. They would invite the friends over, but the neighbors knew that they were with this new church plant. They were very resistant, standoffish. You know, later they found, you know, they were afraid they were going to get invited to church or something. They just didn't want anything to do with the church. True story. The couple that lived across the st- the family, I should say, that lived across the street from these two houses was started checking into the church mm. and the neighbors who wanted nothing to do with the church saw these check ins, saw what was going on and thought, hey, these guys are pretty good. They look, they're giving back. They're doing good. And if they're going to church over there, you know what? We'll give it a try. And the neighbors ended up going to church because they saw the the family across the street checking in and what was going on, and it, they just went, "Okay, hey, if they're doing it, maybe we should do it." That's one of my favorite. Okay,
2: so that was that was what I was going to ask because if I'm thinking, th- this is huge. One of the hugest innovations in church planning that I know of right now is when you harness unchurch people mm-hmm. into mission, mm-hmm. and and because my theory is that the more that people see Christianity in action or on mission, the yes. more the phenomenon in Acts happens, where it says, and they grew in the esteem of the people and the Lord added to the number of those being saved daily. So, Absolutely. so the, the idea is when, when you grow in the esteem of the community, when they see you feeding the poor, when they see you doing mm-hmm. all these things, mm-hmm. It paves the way for the gospel. It really it will never replace a gospel, but it opens up like, mm-hmm. like that story you just told. Mm-hmm. So that was my major question is, let's say mm-hmm. I get costly and, sure. you know, everything's running on your machine back at house. Mm-hmm. I post, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm checking in at refuge mm-hmm. Long Beach, the most awesome church in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my neighbors in Long Beach see that and, mm-hmm. uh, they, they go, Oh, okay, cool. Um, are they going to see the cause that it's going to be going to?
0: Yes. If your church attendee member, whoever's checking in, if they mention it. So one of the things we do is we create hashtags. So we'll create one that all the churches can use, but we encourage your local church to create one as well so that you can also have your own conversation going. So it could be refuge church gives back or, you know, whatever, you can create your own hashtag. But those hashtags will link to those conversations. But we're giving the church six to eight social media posts a month. So if I see you checked in at Refuge Church, I click on it, takes me to Refuge Church Facebook page. I go, hey, what what goes on over there? And I see, oh, man, they're providing meals or shoes or audio Bibles or whatever. That's pretty cool. And so it, it, it does link me into okay. that as well. Cool. Um, but... All that has to happen is a check-in. The, the hashtag doesn't even make the donation. It's strictly just the check-in. That's what right. that's what triggers the donation. Right. So let yep. me yeah, let me ask you, you a question yeah, here. VIP.
1: That I know uh, it's going to be going through a lot of of pastors' minds right now. So mm-hmm. They're like, okay, sounds like a great idea. Love the whole mm-hmm. theory of it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, giving to the cause is not free. The sure. church is clearly paying a fee. However. Mm-hmm. How much is being provided? And what I mean by that is like, no one's going to want to stand up there and be like, Hey guys, every time you check mm-hmm. in, we're giving one penny towards a meal <laughs> towards right. this family over here. But at the same time, you can't be like scaling it to the point where it's like, Oh, you know what? That one thing took care of this, mm-hmm. you know, sure. poor little child for a whole, you know, the whole uh, $20 yep. a month, t- you know. So what I'm getting at is where, how do they know? And how do they communicate to the members of their church? Sure. This is what that actually translates into. So we don't over promise, but we're not also under promising. I don't even know if that question makes any sense.
0: No, That makes great sense, Pete. We get that question all the time. So a um, couple of things that make people feel a whole lot better about this. Number one, any charity that we partner with, any mission partner, they have to go through a long vetting process, as you can imagine, And a couple of things that I love, they have to agree to designated funding, meaning every penny donated goes to the cause, not to salaries, marketing upgrades. It goes to the cause. And we have third party accountability network for good oversees all the transactions because reputation means everything. Now, to circle back to your your original question there, everybody, let's use compassion. So if we get together with Compassion. We say, Compassion, what's your biggest need this month? They say it's meals for kids. We go, okay, how much can you provide a meal for? Meals obviously are very affordable. So we then have to determine how many donations will pay for a meal. Usually it's probably a couple. So each check-in is worth about roughly 20 to 25 cents. Each review or check-in is worth about 20 to 25 cents. So... It's really about the good that's being provided and how many check-ins will cover that. So a meal is a couple check-ins, a pair of shoes, 10 check-ins, an audio Bible, a whole lot more than that. But we can provide a week of clean water for one check-in because it's going towards a filtration system that's going to last a real long time. So it's always with the mission partner. What is the good, quantifiable, tangible good that people can associate with? How much does it cost? And then we say, okay, this many check-ins will provide it.
1: So, could a church then, you know, let's use the uh, the meal as the example. Two mm-hmm. check-ins equals a meal, mm-hmm. ballpark.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so they know that's what it is that month. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. assuming they they have some sort of
0: all the materials say that, and okay. it's all about the church and the cause. And it will everything says two check-ins will equal a meal, for example.
1: Right. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, So you could have the person doing the announcement go, Hey guys, two check-ins is equal is going to equal a meal over here. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and let's, let's make sure that you're going to do two check-ins this month Mm -hmm. minimum. Minimum. But then let's also do a special little. Hey, why don't you write a check for another five bucks? Whatever. Let's, let's give an additional amount to this cause to really get the church, you know, on mission together and pulling behind a certain. Thing I mean, are they able to do that and then link up with you guys and go, hey, here's here's some extra funds mm-hmm. we want going towards sure. this. Sure.
0: If, if somebody wanted to do that, absolutely. What what we believe and we have seen is these small, if you want to call them, micro donations. These small habits of generosity. There is a component of feeling good about it, and so we believe and have seen. When your people get in the habit of giving back and it doesn't cost them anything, when you come and ask them to put skin in the game, they're much more likely to do it. So what we encourage churches to do is if um, if let's say we're doing shoes for kids with Haiti partners, that's one of our mission partners. What if you guys for that same month did a shoe drive Mm. where people brought in shoes and you donated it to the local Salvation Army? people are much more likely to jump on board. Or let's say we're doing clean water um, uh, for families and you guys are about to take a mission trip to Mexico and maybe you want to install a well for a church. People are much more likely to jump on board because they've experienced, we call it social joy, the social joy of every week celebrating. We provided meals, we provided shoes, we provided water. Now you're saying, come with us to Mexico. Let's do a shoe drive or Let's write a check for Hurricane Harvey. But, you know they're much more likely to jump in.
2: That's rad. Well, man, look, that makes a lot of sense, and I actually think um, this is really good. What what kind of pricing breakdown are we looking at?
0: Yeah, great question. So we have three packages. They're feature based, and um, your donations are included. We did a fixed expense because we learned early on. <laughs> Churches hated variable amounts because right. they can't budget for it. So we created fixed expense donations are included. So we start at ninety nine dollars a month. There are no contracts or commitments. As long as you want to keep going, you keep going. Stop at any time. So it's ninety nine one thirty nine one ninety nine. So that's that's what we're looking at. Um, and. I'm happy to talk to anybody, answer questions, you know, whatever the case might be. You can upgrade or downgrade to get more features, to get more analytics, more engagement on social media and donate more. So as you scale up, you donate more and you get more features.
1: That's pretty cool. How can people reach out to you, Jeff, and uh, and connect Mm -hmm. with you?
0: Yeah. So my... I'm just going to give you my cell phone because I call and text people all the time from my cell phone, um, 859-983-8493. Or you can just email me. It's Jeff, J-E-F-F, at Cosley.com, C-A-U-S-E-L-Y.com. And that was probably the most boring part of the show, but it was necessary. So, I cannot I tell you like
1: how difficult it was for me to say your commercial every time I get to Cosley because mm-hmm.
0: it's a well, word I've never said before in my life. You know, so <laughs> what, the idea is everything goes to a great cause. And that's yeah, where no, the, it makes the, the sense the, now they, after the podcast. Cosley, yeah. but, but when I tell people how to spell it, I say, write the word cause. And put ly on the end of it. So we thought it was clever, but people can't ever spell. it. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's the word cause with ly on the end. So it's it was clever in in when you're thinking it up, but then it's terrible for people to spell. Well, Jeff, one just of the becausely. things that, yeah, that's <laughs> just becausely. That's right.
1: One of the things that we always do is we have a final question that everyone uh, waits for when we do our interviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here it is, Jeff. Okay. If you were to get into a physical fist fight with mm. Elvis, who would win? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley.
0: If I were to get in a physical fist fight with Elvis Presley, who would win? Yeah. Honest answer he would because he was a black belt in karate. He actually started his own, I guess you would call it dojo, his own Tennessee Martial Arts Academy. He would win. What? Yes. He okay, was so that,
2: that was a good answer because I just yep. learned something that made Elvis <laughs>
0: even cooler. <laughs> yes. He had a black belt in karate. Had it, He started the Tennessee Martial Arts Academy. So he would definitely take me out. No doubt about it. That's that's how he got all of his moves. That's all I'm saying. But, but I would outrun him. So let's just say because, you know, as he got towards the end of his life, he gained a little bit of weight and he would be in a fancy, you know, kind of jumpsuit there. So I could outrun him, but he would take me down in the fist fight.
2: Yeah, but he, he also was packing heat and he was a federal <laughs> marshal. So he, he wouldn't mess around. He just, he just unload on you and be that's like, I taught that boy a lesson. Hey, that's you right. know, that's so rad, man. Hey, Jeff, son of Elvis Presley has been with us today. He yeah. is, uh, with Cosley, cosley.com. Mm-hmm. Jeff, it is, it has actually been really cool, man. Cause I, I am ashamed to say that, uh, after having you on for a couple months now, I feel like I want to go get this thing. And, yeah. um, it's cool, man. So, Guys, cosley.com. Um, check him out.
1: And, and, and just real quick, everyone, if you need to reach Jeff directly, you can reach him at 859 983 8493. Again, 859 983 8493.
0: And my wife loves that I gave out my cell phone on a podcast, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, if and- everyone calls him on September, uh, <laughs> just no, joking. so listen, to- today's. winter vacation? My- Today's my birthday, but happy I know this, this probably isn't being released today. I was going to say you could just text me "Happy Birthday," but I'm sure they'll hear this on a different day. So here here if we go. You
2: guys,
1: want to connect with him? Give him a happy
2: belated birthday. <laughs> there this, you go. This is yeah. what
1: this is what we always say on our birthday. Could you like shut up and give us the money? I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> there you go. I like that. And and you guys know this because you run the ad, but we'll offer a, a promo. We have an onboarding fee of $99 because if we could do a support coach call, we give you yep. product for your church. We'll waive that. So anybody that wants to just jump on board, there is no onboarding fee. We'll, we'll waive that for them.
2: Awesome. Very cool. Guys, yep. remember, there is no contract locking you in. That's Get right. on there. Try it out. See if it just gets your people thinking broader than themselves. Yep. All right. Well, hey, guys, Cosley.com. This has been Peyton and Pete for a rare reunion and Jeff Presley and Arnold. Sign us out.
0: Remember, if you are called to church planting, go hardcore or go home.
1: You've been listening to Hardcore Church Planning. Hardcore Church Planning has been brought to you by the Church Planner Podcast and the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the App Store for both Apple and Android devices. If you like this episode, leave us a positive review. If you didn't like this episode, we'll be happy to give you your money back.